Welcome to the Hit Parade Podcast. Come join the nation's award-winning number one repack brand and our host, Joe Kay, Patrick Mancuso, and Tom Hughes as we discuss all the happenings in the world of sports entertainment and we speculate on where things are going in the industry. Follow along for some hot takes and cool products that you're going to want to hear about. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hit Parade Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Kay, alongside Tom Hughes and uh, Sexy Pete, Pat Mancuso, who uh, survived his bachelor party weekend. Welcome back, Pat. The skin of my teeth, I'll tell you. Yeah? The skin of my teeth. I was feeling it the whole ride home. Yeah, and you just went to Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, I just went to Pittsburgh because the ride home was only three and a half hours. And I wanted to go to Chicago, but just that drive would... Well, you're going there for your honeymoon. Just, just right, 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 right. That's why they invented planes. Exactly. For 15 people, it'd be hard to kind of get everybody together you, there with everything that's going on in the uh, uh, as far as like the planes and like flights being canceled and not having enough whatever. I, I think know, it was I, just I, easier. I've gone on a couple of trips with large groups on a plane and it it can be fun. It can be, absolutely, absolutely can but be it can fun. go a lot fast. But I was actually excited to go to Pittsburgh because I've never been there before. And I will say that after this trip, I want to go back more of like a yearly basis to Pittsburgh. That's You, you laugh, but have you, you been? La- it's oh, yeah, been so much fun. The, the casino out there mm-hmm. is way better than any casino that we have around here. I spent the majority of my time there. Um, and just the bars around are just better than Buffalo's in a sense where they have more to do. Like you can go to a five hour right, well, golf, golf simulator. We don't really have that in Buffalo. Yeah, you're comparing it to Buffalo. Well, like, to be fair, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like I, that's where I live. I, where else am I going to compare it to? I want to go back there because where I live isn't as fun as Pittsburgh. One weekend out of the year, everywhere but, new but, is everywhere new is always more fun though. If you're you just came to Buffalo true. for a weekend, I could do we could do a lot of fun things in a weekend. But then after, and I would probably want to come back. And then after like two weeks, you'd be like, wow, I'm out of things to do. So it's just, but you don't go pop, there for two weeks. Pop the brakes a little. You don't bit. go there for two weeks. You go there for a weekend. Pop, pop the brakes. Forty eight hours you're there. That's what I want to. I want to go back there for forty eight hours once a year. Have fun. Go to the casino. Go to a game. It'd be great. Has you, you been in New Orleans? No, I've that's, always wanted to go that's to New Orleans. I feel like I would probably New Orleans is the never best place leave to go. there. Actually, actually, where my family came across from Sicily, and we we started in New Orleans. Oh, I just learned this. That's pretty exciting. But you did mention gambling and that you did an okay thing. Now, tell me about the parlay you hit, bud. So tell I, everybody about so it. This I, one's better. So when I was driving to Pittsburgh, I was actually riding. My cousin was driving. Um, I thought that you couldn't gamble in Pennsylvania. So I was like, everybody fire off as many bets as possible. So By I could, that, you mean like your apps wouldn't work? Right, like sports gambling. Right, sports gambling. You wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't be able to gamble through FanDuel DraftKings. By the way, totally false. Totally can. Um, so I put together a parlay for almost all the games on Friday. The baseball games? The baseball games on Friday. And they range, most of them are money line, but I threw a couple. Uh, actually, I threw one person to get a hit, and it was LED the Cruz was playing in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I was like, why not? He's hot. Got one hit that game. Thank God, because that's the only I needed one I needed. Do. All I needed. I want Reds' money line against the Pirates and Ellie De La Cruz to get a hit. Nationals' money line against the Athletics. Cubs against the Blue Jays. Braves against the Mets. Red Sox versus the Tigers. Padres versus uh, Arizona. Seattle versus Baltimore. And the Rangers versus San Francisco. Nine legs, you said? Nine legs. Nine leg parlay for 10 bucks, which you won, what, $1,300? I was sitting down at the, the blackjack table, and my brother-in-law comes over and was like, I think you won, because I needed the Texas Rangers. And the score was like 0-0 going into the six. I'm like, there's no way I'm hitting this. 
Right, you I'm, just gave I'm up on it. Super unlucky. Yeah. So I just kept drinking and kept gambling. My my brother lost his town. He's like, "You won," and I was like, "What did I win?" Because <laughs> I was, cause was <laughs> not you know. all the way there. Yeah. So I checked my phone, grabbed my chips, and started running around the casino like a madman because I just like the world champion. Right. There was probably so many people in there winning way more money than I was, but I was just like, it's such a sensational feeling. Yeah. Like you just basically got FanDuel on that for like $1,300. bucks. the only times you can put that in in a year and not hit? Exactly. I think I've done it a bunch of times where you just – you have like a couple extra bucks and they're like, yeah, screw it. We'll just pick a whole bunch of games and just yeah. see if it happens. And that never, ever hits. But basically what I was the doing. The magic of you getting married, apparently. Oh, my gosh. I'll take it. Pat, Pittsburgh Pat. There Money's already all accounted for. Yeah. You said you had a <laughs> wedding coming up. Of course yeah. it is. Yeah. I love that. Um, Tom, you got any stories that beat that? No. <laughs> no, right? I, um, Tom's playing Mr. Mom and getting five pounds of Alfredo delivered to his <laughs> Yo, house. That's gangster. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, wife had ACL surgery, so didn't really do too much. Had a family party and then just kind of take it, take care of the family. Um, luckily, not traveling since the Nationals, so I have a little bit of time at home to to help around the house and help with the kids. Um, she's doing well, though, you know, on the road to recovery. So just, uh, yeah, nothing that Some, exciting. Yeah, Someone congrats, Patrick, out. on being, of having the most exciting weekend. I went to, like, a wedding and all this fun stuff, but no, yours, yours just takes the cake. Man, that was great. Um... So let's see. Here we are. Summer's winding down. We're getting to the point where, you know, the sports everybody wants to watch are coming back. I think it's like I saw today that it was 56 days until the Sabres play a game. So hockey's coming back. Very clearly, football is on the horizon. 25, 26 days, something like that. 56. No, no, football. Oh, for football? football. Yeah. It, 25 or 26. It feels like less. Three weeks from today, I think, is, yeah. is the first, uh, first night. Oh, That's awesome. I love that. But we still have baseball right now. And uh, not much has really changed from what we said uh, last week. But uh, the only difference is that the Yankees, they are now officially under 500. So they wouldn't be leading the AL Central. So that was a little bit different. And uh, one of the card or one of the questions that we had today were, Tom, are Aaron Judge's cards going down in value to the fact that the Yankees are just not doing well? Unfortunately, they definitely do. Um, yeah. There's always value tied to winning, value tied to winning championships, value tied to winning, you know, individual awards. Uh, unfortunately for him, he's going to be doing none of the above. Uh, and he will not be playing any playoff games this year. And um, Yankee fans are are not happy, and uh, they are a raucous group there. Yeah, uh, and so they're not out there trying to buy their guys up right now because they're just pissed off at the world. Yeah, New York fans are are more or less like, "What have you done for me lately?" Like, we don't care how much work you put in; we want to see results. And that goes for like almost every New York fan base, like the Knicks. Yankees and Rangers, especially, <laughs> always comes back to the Knicks. Well, it's true though. Like the New York City aspect. But what my, have the Knicks done for you lately? Not a goddamn. Thing. <laughs> my question for you, Tom, is if Aaron Judge didn't miss so much time this year, would his card value still kind of remain the same? Due to he'll probably put up some numbers versus right now they're just no, I mean, it, they're it, just dying. It still would have been down some. Uh, it's obviously um, more more so because he missed time as well. It's kind of a. Uh, uh, Two bad things happened to him at one time. He still has good value. He, he's still Aaron Judge. He still is one of the best hitters in baseball. And next year, let, let's be honest, the Yankees could go out and get Otani and all of a sudden be the best team in baseball and his value skyrockets. So talk about buying and selling. It's not a terrible time to be buying Aaron Judge uh, as this stuff's down a little bit. You, you might want to wait another week or two, um, maybe another month when they're officially eliminated from the playoffs and people are just like, 
I hate the Yankees. I'm done. I'm never watching baseball Eric again. Terrible, He's right? terrible. Trade him now. Yeah. Fire the, the man. Fire Eric Cashman. Fire Boom. Fire everybody. Um, and then, you know what? Scoop him up. And then next year before the season, he'll be like, hey, the Yankees can make a run. And people start buying him. His value goes yeah. up. So um, And Cashman, yeah. Cashman's known to sign big people when he signs his extension, which he just did a couple months ago. So this offseason should be. So they're not getting rid of him. Boone, though, it's got to be gone, right? Absolutely. Got to. At this point, he's brought you to where as far as he can bring you, in my opinion. I saw something today that he's 100 and 100 over his last 200 games as a manager. Yeesh. With what? Do they they still have the highest payroll in baseball? Maybe. Well, now the Mets sold everybody off. They maybe they do. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know who does anymore. (laughs) That's not paying it. The Dodgers might. Padres. Padres. Padres, yeah. I know we can easily look up these numbers, but it's fun to just be like, oh, yeah, these guys spend a lot of money, too. Baseball's ridiculous. (laughs) Speaking of ridiculous baseball stories, Tom, do you have something to say? So, obviously, the the biggest story, uh, unfortunately, in the sports world right now is Wander Franco. Uh, Absolutely terrible situation. Um, I guess I hope it's not the case because of what a terrible situation it is. Uh, but obviously there's a lot of people that bought Wander Franco cards. I know I bought a handful at the national just a few weeks ago. Uh, and people are like, what do you, what do you do with them? Um, there's really no good answer. You can, you can definitely sell them now. Um, they're really, everyone's selling them now. There's no value really there. So you're going to take a loss regardless. Um, your best bet might be just to hold, and hope that this story isn't true. Um, I, I mean, for everyone's sake, you hope it's not true. Uh, but um, definitely, if you, if you have him now, you're probably holding or you're selling. Um, and and you, just, you take your lump sometimes. You, you win some, you lose some. Um, obviously, a little bit different, but we had the Henry Ruggs thing happen. Yeah. Was that a year ago, two years ago now? Two years ago, I think. I think um, you know, sometimes unfortunate things happen. Um, and you just have to, you know, you lose, you're going to lose on guys. That's why I always, I'm a big proponent of, um, having a lot of guys, you, you really don't want to spread it yeah, out, spread it out, uh, differentiate your portfolio. Um, because you don't want to be stuck holding one guy when something like this can basically derail you and you did nothing wrong. The guys had a great year stat wise. You have every reason to believe that it's a good buy. Someone that could go further. Uh, the Rays are a good team. You think this is a, a good buy, and then something like this happens and uh, obviously destroys his value as it should. Um, so this, you know, keep your head up. If you if you did invest in him, you know, there's there's other better investments out there and uh, don't give up because of one bad thing, I guess. Yeah, that's actually pretty good advice. Um, there's nothing else really to say about it. So we're just going to move on for right now. Yeah. Um, boy, Patrick. Do you want to talk about the blind side? <laughs> the Tui family? <laughs> yeah, Patrick, let's talk about it. Oh, well, the Tui family made it seem like they were adopting Michael Orr, mm-hmm. and which. Whole uh, movie about it. Whole movie whole thing. called The Blind Sandra, Side. Sandra Bullock was great. She's actually she catching a ton of heat right now for this. Is she? This yeah. is the worst. I, this is the worst part. She, they're saying that she should give back the award she won for her acting job. In it. <laughs> because Listen, she, she acted off a job of someone, someone who wasn't right. real. But that's <laughs> dumb and top of it because it's a movie. So anybody who says that is literally that. Yeah, you, you, they you, get the Moron of the Week award because at the end of the day, it was based on her performance in a movie. The difference is that now it was no longer based on a true story. It was just fiction, like most movies. Right. So. I, it just changes where you put the mo- where you would have put the movie in like blockbuster. So, so we're not really worried about in it. In the movie, they actually don't adopt him. They make him they she says, We want to make you a part of the family. There's huh. there's no adopt word mention of adoption whatsoever. 
And so we just, America assumed, or people watching just assumed that it was all about adoption and it was more about a conservatorship, which I think is like what uh, Britney Spears was under. Yes. So basically Michael Orr and Britney Spears were kind of in the, a similar position um, being under a conservatorship. And people thought that the Tui family was adopting him, but instead they were purchase and i can't know. make it no making what is money it? off them yeah that's of. basically like, they're taking it's like in signing money. it yeah I don't but know it, it part of it did have to do with because he was a booster for old mess that they had to mm. he had to be a conservative see so, so he couldn't be adopted he could be adopted but he, he could if, if they didn't adopt him or if they didn't um i i'm so i'm gonna mess up with paraphrasing what it is. It's but fine. it's a conservatory or whatever it is yeah, basically yeah um that they didn't do that that he couldn't go to Ole Miss because of the, his the, oh because of the connection because of the connection ah, there okay. so they had to do something there to allow him to go to Ole Miss. Well, they should have just said that in the movie, and people probably would have been fine with it. Yeah, people were fine with it until a month ago yeah. or a week ago, day ago, two days ago. I don't know why I said a month ago. I mean, this movie came out in two thousand nine. Yeah, like it was, it was a, it was long a great time movie. Ago. Yeah, sure, great for them. Over ten years ago, and all of a sudden it's coming out, and people are making it a thing. You know why? Because it's I summer. Think, I think he made sports, it a thing. But even yeah. still, sports aren't happening the way the good sports aren't happening. It's just baseball. And we need something to talk about. Do you know the craziest part of this whole story? Go on. Do you yeah. know about the 2019 John Morant Chronicles card? Yeah. No, go on. It has Young Dolph on it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, obviously, a couple years ago, that card went through the roof because of that. Right, right, right. And it is in the news again because guess who is also on that card? Michael Orr? Nope. The Tuies? The Tuies are wow. in the exact same car in the front row of that game on that card. So this card is once again gaining value yeah. because they are in the picture in the background behind John Moran. I wish we had the ability in the to 20, in the only in the 2019 crime. The only John Moran card that's gaining that's increasing right now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but they are in the same same car that Young Dolph was in. Wow. RIP to Young Dolph, by the yeah. way. It's just Wow, I can't believe that's <laughs> like that's so funny. Yeah, I just saw all of a sudden that card was up. I'm like, what is going on? Oh, oh okay. okay. <laughs> card's gonna get some, what type of value you think it's gonna get now? <laughs> Still not a ton because there's four billion of them out there, but <laughs> it's it's a funny little side uh, part of this story. It's, it's very bad. Um, next story that we got to talk about because again, it's it's a slow news week, but. Uh, with like we said, sports are coming, and that means college football as well. So as everybody, as everybody may have heard, Deion Sanders took over, like basically just took over Colorado, kicked out you know a lot of old players. <laughs> We've mentioned it before on the podcast. Bring in my Gucci. I'm bring in yeah, my his kids. Louis. His son's going. You know, yep. like there. And uh, just recently, uh, there was a fight at practice, and he kind of flipped out. And uh, well, tell me more about it. So it was a fight between the offense and the defense, and. Basically, what it came down to was Deion Sanders telling the players, like, if one of us gets in a fight, we all going to fight. No one walks away from it whatsoever. You're not standing on the outside. kind. Of, you're, you're getting in the mix of it. And I think it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because it comes off as him saying, like, we fight here. We're going to fight here. But that's it's not the case. It's more of like a stand up for your for your, your teammates. Your yeah. teammate, absolutely. I would do the same thing. I'd be the first person firing in there if you took a cheap shot on my player. I've done it mm-hmm. numerous times on like high school football fields and stuff like in basketball courts. You take a cheap shot at a player. You see it in the NFL all the time. The other side of the ball is going to come after you. Yep. And I think people at Colorado didn't quite understand that. Or maybe they came from a different 
aspect where they don't see it like that. Like, well, oh, I'm just going to stand off to the side. And and I don't necessarily think he necessarily meant it completely literal. It is talking about building a culture. He's going yeah. to a new program. Right. He's trying to build a culture. Well, let's think about Campbell from the Lions at his very first news conference. We're going to be on the ground. We're going to bite ankles, get in our way up. We're going to bite kneecaps off. Kneecaps. <laughs> like, he's like, it's setting a it's mindset worked. that, hey, we are a team. And if one of our team members are in a fight, we're all in a fight. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, it's, and it's setting a precedent for when you are a part of this team that doesn't matter who you are, if you're the first guy or there's like 96 guys on a college <laughs> roster. If you're a 96 guy, if one guy's in a fight, we're all in this fight together. Right. Um, I love it. I, I love that mentality. I, you know, I think you've seen that with a lot of programs that have turned themselves around is mm-hmm. that they get this, this identity of this team. Um, and, you know, he's not promoting people to go out there and start fight, fighting right. people, but he's just saying, Hey, right. we're a team. You know, you fight with your team. Absolutely. It's it's ridiculous how training camps bring out like, I don't want to say the worst in people, but it sort of does. Because all the time you hear is just like college or even the NFL, inter like inter squad just brawls, like people getting mm-hmm. mad at each other and fighting each other. And it's like you're on the same team. Now I know that's a lot of people that are really trying to, you know, make the team and, and earn their money and all this other stuff. But it's weird how you see all the time in training camp people arguing and fighting. These joint practices, there's been people swinging helmets and stuff. Even today, Packers, Patriots, there's just a video on on um, Twitter or X right now where they all got into a big skirmish and some guy just throws his helmet like it's a grenade into the pile of people. <laughs> and it's like, why are people throwing helmets? And the best part is, is that it doesn't hit anybody. Like the ref sees it and just kind of like, calmly catches it like nothing came of it but why are you throwing like grenade helmets like why are people using helmets all of a sudden what is happening why are you trying to punch your teammate with the helmet on i never well, understood that was that was a, that was a joint practice though so they were trying to fight people. Well, like, micah parsons was doing it earlier uh yes. today or yesterday he got in a fight and he was throwing punches at someone's helmet it's ridiculous i mean there was I a story today where i think one of the i think one of i think the vikings and titans are joint practicing and they weren't standing before i think a viking like took like a quick like half-assed like mm-hmm. punch at, a, at somebody else they just like kicked him out immediately they're like no we're not dealing with that we're not gonna have this i don't know if it's a thing of like they're practicing in the heat because it's, it's hotter out right now technically mm-hmm. or or that or it's just everybody's just amped up to get ready for the season but i think it's amped up because i had a couple friends who played d3 football and they said it was the exact same like if yeah. you were a wide receiver going against the d-back and the d-back like cut you le- cut your legs like to tackle you yep. and it was like kind of malicious mm-hmm. the whole offense would go after him it was mm-hmm. kind of, it was like Standing for your family almost. Yeah, just just like we talked about with, mm-hmm. with Sanders, you know, fighting for your teammates. But also, you have to think, you know, in training camp, there's so many guys fighting for their livelihood. Mm-hmm. Regular season, you're you're signed to a contract. You're you're playing. You might be fighting for playing time. You might be next one. But there's so many guys fighting for their lives in the NFL right now mm-hmm. that are hoping to make a team, and they're going to do whatever it takes. And if you they feel like they were slighted, they're going to stand up and they're going to try to do whatever they can. Um, so it's, it's a different mindset for a lot of these guys. I love to see it though. And, and, you know, what other way, if you're a young guy, you're a guy who's a fringe player and you get in Micah Parsons face and he tries to make a move and you pancake him and he gets up and you get back up in his face that, you know what, that, that probably shows something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It definitely shows something, but at the same time, you don't want these guys who are doing their best to make the team, like going at your best guys. Like it's going to be like a path to making the team either. Because then that almost makes like your star players like weirdly targets in your own practice. I, I completely agree. And I'm going to go to a hockey story here. And you, you probably know what I'm talking about. Go on. Give it to the people. So um, back in the day, Rob Ray was the Sabres enforcer for a long, long time fan favorite. Um, and there was a new guy, Andrew Peters, coming up. 
And the first day of practice, he decided he was going to fight Rob Ray. And he beat up Rob Ray in the first practice and basically said, okay, I'm the enforcer now. I'm the captain. Yes. <laughs> but, but, but that's, you know, there's a mindset of, How did Ray take it? I think he retired, actually. I think he got traded to Ottawa. Yeah. <laughs> but wow. basically, yeah, he came in and said, listen, this is what I'm coming to do. You're the you're the guy, and I'm going to go take it from you. Fighting the big dog on the yard. And, like and he ended up having, you know, as an enforcer, played for the Sabres for probably, what, eight years? Yeah. But that's that's what you do in hockey, especially back when there were enforcers that mattered. And in, in the NFL, everybody is sort of an enforcer in a way. I mean, you're all – these are – Tough dudes, because you have to be tough to play mm-hmm. play football. Oh my god! Or, just, or you're Josh Rosen. <laughs> he didn't get a fair chance. But uh, <laughs> jokes aside, like I guess when it comes down to it, though, if you're if you're coming down to the final cuts and it's between two guys, and there was one guy who stepped up for his teammates and got into this, you know, got into it and you know was like standing up for them, and the other guy was like maybe on the outside and wasn't like in it with them. Well, I think they're going to go with the guy who's like, yeah, this guy's going to stand up for our guys on Absolutely. top of it. So maybe this guy's slightly faster or whatever, but. This guy's more of the team, more better in the locker room. People are going to probably love that guy more in general, anyway. Right, so right. that I guess that's where like the bonus comes yeah, from, and why yeah. more people do it and these I like joint it. practices and all that jazz. I also don't understand why people do joint practices with teams they're about to play in the playoff or the preseason. Because <laughs> like, not only are you already showing vanilla, you're showing it through the practice now, and then you're just going to like not try in the preseason game. And they're already going to see like the concepts and stuff. So I guess I don't. Unless it's like their version of like how these guys can watch film because they experience the practice. I don't really understand it, but that's just me. Um, what's next? Boom. Oh, here's a fun question. Tom, does being on the cover of a video game help your card value? I think I can't say all publicity is good publicity, but um, anytime you get your name out there more is good in general. Um, you know, your average fan who might not know Josh Allen knows him on Madden now and he's he's probably more well known because of it. Maybe not a ton. Josh Allen's pretty big, but I absolutely think that it helps your marketability. It helps your collectability. Um anytime cards is just like anything else, supply and demand. Right. The more people who know who you are, the more people who might want your cards, the more value it's gonna have. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Um all right. The NFL asked something on Twitter, so I'm going to ask you guys this too because, well, like I said, we're only 22 minutes into this and we don't have a lot of stuff to talk about. But I know you got to get going soon too. So I want to ask both of you. Of these second-year wide receivers, which of these of these four will have the best season? Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, or Jahan Donson? I think it's Garrett Wilson. That's who I have too. What do you got? So my first thought in there is – I'm surprised Jahan Dotson's the fourth guy. I, I really, really like Jahan Dotson. Um, and I want, I want to pick him because I really like him. But I feel like he is in that next tier. Like, those are the top tier guys. Um, it's It's got to be Wilson. Um, where Where's Olave? Where's Pickens? Where's? Olave, I said Olave. It's London, okay. Wilson, Olave, and Dotson. Okay. We're, we're, Hold on. There's more. There's okay. another. So four. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Wilson. But I, <clears> I think. You gotta go Wilson on that. I, I, you're just getting Aaron Rodgers. He he had the best rookie year last year with me playing quarterback for him, and then getting hurt, and then you playing quarterback for him, right. and now he has Aaron Rodgers. Even and he's and he's going up against Sauce Gardner every single day. Iron sharp make iron. Better. All right, then. So then, who would you pick over London and Olave? Who would I take over London and Olave? I'm going Olave, and strictly off quarterbacks. That's, yeah, I. I'm not a big Desmond Ritter fan. I think okay. that I think that team is still going to be a run first team, especially now they got Bijan. 
Um, so I think, obviously, stat-wise, I think it's definitely a lot of it. All right, then they said, now take your pick among these four. And they showed Traylon Burks, Christian Watson, Sky Moore, and George Pickens. I like Pickens. So I throw Sky Moore out. Um, maybe it's because he burned me and he was not good at all last year. Uh, I, I almost would have went Traylon Burks, but obviously he just hurt his yeah, knee yeah, yeah. this year, so that kind of hurts. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to go Pickens, I think. I'm going to take Christian Watson yeah, because I think he really – I know I know Jordan Love now instead of Aaron Rodgers, et cetera, et cetera. But Watson looked really good. I mean, they're still going to be running the same type of offense. And if Love is anywhere near as good as advertised, Watson's going to be the one that they're throwing to a whole bunch. And uh, plus it's easy to say George Pickens. But Pickens has a lot more weapons mm-hmm. over there in Pittsburgh. We can't talk about this earlier in, in the office. So because there's more mouths to feed, I would say – that means Pickens might have like less targets and therefore less of a chance to outperform the others. Um, I did like Burks because he was doing really, really well, but it is what it is. And uh, so Watson's the one for me because I feel like he's going to get a ton of volume and I feel like he has a real chance to pop off. Yeah, I think if you would have asked me that question three weeks ago, I think I would have said Burks hands down because that was before DeAndre Hopkins signing. And then obviously now I'm getting hurt. I I would have jumped on the Burks train, but now uh, obviously things are a little different. That's fun. Okay. And then uh, last but not least, I guess, for our conversations today, which rookie quarterback will have the highest value at the end of the season? I think it's going to be Anthony Richardson. Um, I love his, he's got a great stature to be a quarterback. Um, the only thing is I think he, he wants to run before throwing um, and just needs to learn to stay in the pocket. Um, not great footwork, but those are all things that you can kind of work on. And I just think his intangibles are better than the others. I like him too, but I do have a question then that just popped in my head. So everything you just said is what Lamar Jackson did when Lamar burst onto the scene and won MVP, where he mm-hmm. would probably run before he was throwing and all right. other stuff. But he still had a great season. Right. My question is, is it harder for somebody like Anthony Richardson to come in and do that and like win MVP because now Lamar Jackson's already done it? So it's like we've already seen that. So like is the bar higher mm-hmm. for a guy who maybe runs first and throws second? Because obviously the bar at one point that didn't exist. And right. then Lamar set it to MVP, which is that's yeah. quite the jump. But uh, I'm not saying will Anthony Richardson be an MVP candidate. Right. But like, when how good does he have to be better, at least throwing, to be like even considered like he's having a great season? I would definitely, the way Lamar did. Yeah. He would definitely have to be throwing way better than, I mean, Lamar ran the ball. I mean, Lamar ran so much and did, like you said, set the bar so high. I think when, if he's going for the MVP, you definitely have to compare the numbers. And if they're lower, I don't think you can give it to him. Okay. Who do you think? For which question? Which, first which rookie quarterback will have the highest okay. value at the end of the season? Um, so I, I like Richardson. I'm going to go with Bryce Young. Oh, okay. Um, I think that he has the best chance of winning his division. Fair. Uh, and having a, uh, not actually a great year, but they, I think they play in the worst division. Um the Saints will still be pretty good. Um, little old veteran team that's still going to be consistent, but not only they have a ton of upside. Who knows what the Bucks are going to be? Um, who knows what Atlanta's going to be? So I think of all the rookie guys to really have a chance to go and make the playoffs, I think it's Bryce Young. Um, so I think that might be why um, you would have the best value of those guys. That's fair enough. Do you think he's going to be good or no? I don't. I don't love this year's quarterback I class know. at all. Um, but you know what's funny, real quick, is last week we were talking like, oh, uh, preseason doesn't matter. Like, I, I think it is. After watching CJ Sprout, I'm like, man, 
I was completely wrong. I was like, preseason 100% matters. Just based (laughs) on the I was like, I couldn't have been more wrong. And it was, it hit me as soon as he threw that interception. I'm like, wow, he's bad. They definitely, this is probably a good thing that they had the preseason game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think, I think this is going to be a a tough year. The great thing is that there's four of them. I'm Mm -hmm. going to throw Will Levis in there. Obviously, I'm a a Levis guy. So I'm, 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 I'm lumping him in with the other three guys. There's four opportunities here, and you only really need two of them to really be good to help this year's class for, for sports cards. Mm-hmm. You don't need all four of them to hit. You need two of them to. Um, you know, I, I think that the Richardson thing, I'm a Florida guy um, for college. I like the Gators. Watch him. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think his game was going to translate, mm-hmm. but we've seen now, obviously with Lamar, with Fields and what he's doing, um, he had a Great preseason game stat-wise. I know the air yards and all that other stuff didn't look as good, but he had a real impressive uh, start to the preseason. They've opened the door for a guy like Richardson to say, hey, go be a great athlete, and we'll learn the throw throwing part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even Josh Allen, if you look at Josh Allen year one, year two, year three, he was not a refined quarterback throwing the ball the first couple of years, and now he's one of the better, I think, passers in the league. Because yeah. of his leg, but – can make all the throws. So I think the league's changing and giving these guys a longer leash uh, with the, the guys that are real athletic. So I yeah. think Richardson still has a good chance of making it. Bryce Young, I want him to be good. I just, he's so small and he has to be so precise with everything he does that his margin for error is very small. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a little worried about him. I was, oh, well, Drew Brees. Well, Drew Brees was the exception to the rule. Um What's up, Flutie? What are you talking about? Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> um, and then Stroud, I feel like he is either gonna he's either gonna be was he a senior? Stroud. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's yeah. He just doesn't have a team around him either, though. Like his team at Ohio State that was around him might arguably be better than the Texans that are around well, him. Well, his yeah, weapon, his weapons definitely were. Yeah. Yeah. They're all they're saying that his best weapon now is Tank Dell. Yeah. Well, <laughs> nice, but like Tank Dell. Right. Um well, yeah, what Robert Woods, Nico Collins, Woo, Robert Woods. I'm trying here. I'm trying here, but I feel like he is a guy that is completely boomer bust. Yep, that's like, fair. He's either going to be the guy in three years, mm-hmm. or in three years you're looking for a new guy and he's going to be out of the league. Uh, where I think the other guys have more range of possibilities where they fall. Um, I still think Will Levis is going to be good. I think it might take a year or two, but I, I'm still going to beat that drum. He's someone I would invest in. He's super cheap value-wise. Yeah, I almost think he's family to you, Tom. Like, <laughs> a little, that, little nip- yeah. nepotism going on here. But I, I, I still – listen, compared to the other three guys, he's, he's much cheaper. Uh, the Titans overall the last few years have a pretty good organization. He has some young weapons there. Um, they just got to get out of the their run-dominant offense. They're you have Derrick Henry. You don't do oh, that. Yeah, yeah, until you get rid of him, you're not going to be able to shine. So we'll see. But it was not a great – it was not a banner week for these guys uh, first week of the preseason. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, kind of like what you said, you, you know, you don't really like any of the quarterbacks this year. Historically, quarterbacks end up being the most valuable in the card world. But because it's potentially a weak QB year, is there any other rookies that could actually be the have the most card value by the end of the season? It's tough because um, I, I look at where a lot of the top players landed skill position wise, and I don't see one jumping on with a competitor 
that could really make a run. I think this year, Zay Flowers, maybe he's that guy with Baltimore. Um, maybe, maybe it's uh, Quinn Johnston uh, for the Chargers. Maybe the Chargers Herbert. with yeah. Herbert makes a jump. Um, I think Bijan's going to be really, really good. But unfortunately, just like in the real NFL, the, the hobby has kind of devalued running backs a little bit because mm-hmm. you're not going to invest a super, a super, a high dollar amount in a running back if you're just going to be in five years out of the league. So that's hurts. Um, and there's always one defense player. Will Anderson, I, I will tell you, will probably have good value out of the gate. He'll probably put up good stats um, and, and be that guy on the defensive side of the ball. Okay, that's fair. So I have a question. Go on. Um, oh, man, it may have just escaped me. Oh, so when if there's a quarterback field that isn't as strong as it is like it is this year, do people start looking at college quarterbacks and start looking who they can start pumping into, pumping their money into, so they can kind of capitalize on that? Well, I kind of know what he's going to say, but I can tell you that we already have Caleb Williams, like as one of our, we have some big hits for him for our products. Saying, people like, are do people just start disregarding that stuff and start going more college like Caleb Williams? So it's funny because obviously each year's class and each year's, um, you know, football, you know, 2023 football, same thing with every other sport. The values of the boxes are going to are going to fluctuate just like the individual card values yeah. as players do really well. Um, so, you know, last year was was a kind of a weak rookie class. Pickett did OK, but didn't have a great year. Ritter didn't play much. Malik uh, didn't pl- Willis didn't play well. And then you also get Brock Purdy come out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, Brock Purdy was saving the the, 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 the basically the whole year football yeah. um so you never really know who's going to come out of there there's always going to be one or two guys that people are collecting but that's when people say hey you know what i might not buy this year's football i'd rather buy you know last year's football or two years of football and one great thing that hit parade and and all repackers and advantage we have over manufacturers is we can decide who our hits are uh, hey i want to put a patrick mahomes rookie card in this i want to put a patrick mahomes rookie card in this i'm not stuck with Hey, well, Bryce Young's the best guy I got, and he looks terrible. This is right. this is what you're chasing. What we have to do. Yeah. Um, so that's one nice thing on our end is that we have the ability to to put in whatever year we want, right? Um, and and be current. Hey, Patrick Mahomes just won MVP. Guess what? We're building a, a high end football. Let's put Patrick Mahomes as the headliner. Yep. It's much better for us. So that's about it. Uh, I don't think there's anything really else to touch about. I know we're going to be getting into more football stuff. I think you said you wanted to touch on fantasy stuff next week. So yeah. we might be doing something along those lines. Stay tuned. It's a teaser, kids. <laughs> Are you just going to tell them what we're going to do? Well, oh, maybe we'll bring in, bring in a guest or something. You know, We'll see. Okay, we'll figure it out. See who's available in the office. Yeah, I'm sure they're doing nothing. So it's fine. Um, <laughs> in their lives anyway. They're working very hard, I'm sure. So that brings us to uh, our final thoughts, which is good. We're at 35 minutes, so it's fine. Uh, Patrick, what do you got this time? So I'm going to start off by saying congratulations to the Mancusos. I'll circle back to that. Okay. Um, the, the reason I say is anybody seen uh, on X, formerly known as Twitter, which oh, I love that name, by the way. Um, did anybody see the Mookie Betts story recently? I did not. So have you seen it? I, I saw the headline. I didn't, I didn't really read it, though. So Mookie Betts is up. Up to bat, or he's he's on the on deck circle. There's a gentleman sitting in the front row, being like, "I'm having a baby soon. If you hit a home run, I'll name my daughter's middle name after you. I'll name her Mookie." And he's like, "No, don't do that." He's like, 
it's a terrible idea. He's like, no, I'm going to do it. You hit a home run here, I'll name her. Uh, middle name after you. Just so happens to be the furthest home run he's ever hit in his life. Comes back around, gives the guy a dap. The guy sends a picture of his daughter's birth certificate. It says Francesca Mookie Mancuso. <laughs> I was just like, get out of here. It's amazing. So congratulations to Giuseppe Mancuso on the birth of your daughter. Um, congratulations to my own cousin, Benjamin Mancuso, who also just had a daughter yesterday hey. since we're in the mode. Yeah. Um, shout out to... Those two guys. Shout out to the Mancusos. Congratulations yeah. to the Mancusos was my statement. Do you think they're going to call her Mookie? Do you think it's going to be a nickname? You got to. right? Yeah, you have to call her Mookie be. at that point. And Mookie said he's going to go and meet her. That's awesome. He's going to fly out I and meet her. I was like, that. that's such That's a really cool story. I'm a not Mookie Betts fan. <laughs> Absolutely. What do you got this time around? So I'm, I'm going to talk a little little fantasy sports. Um, been doing some dynasty drafts and some some <clears throat> Devi drafts. How you been doing? Uh, I'm, I'm happy. You know, uh-huh. a lot of these you're, you're drafting, you know, the Debbie draft, we're drafting college guys. So I won't know for a couple of years if I'm doing any good or not. Right. But it brings me almost to what you just were talking about. It is cool now seeing the Bowman U products in football and seeing a guy like Caleb Williams autographs coming out of products, mm-hmm. seeing these young guys that it's almost like because of the Bowman name, it's almost like prospecting in baseball, mm-hmm. yeah. which so many people love to do. F- collect first Bowmans of people. It's, you know, probably the biggest collected part on the baseball side is first Bowmans. And you're starting to see with college guys. So now I'm seeing guys that I'm doing research on for my Debbie drafts mm-hmm. that have autographs and these Bowman products. Uh, and it's going to create a new kind of avenue for people to kind of invest, make money in the hobby that wasn't there before. So it's, it's cool. It's different. Um, I know not everybody loves it because they love pro uniforms, not the college uniforms, but I, I do think that there is going to become a, um, a, a market where people are collecting first Bowman's of all these top players, just like they do in baseball. They should. Um, so I, it's just exciting. It's cool to see. Um, and like I said, it's, it's fun as I'm, I'm doing my research on these guys, seeing that they have autos out there. All right, cool. So moving on, um, I actually have like three things to talk about. One of them isn't really a final thought. It just came up. Like I just saw this. So I have an interesting question for both of you. Um, so Jonathan Taze, longtime Blackhawk center there, he proceeded to just post on his Instagram, like the goodbye to his, I love my teammates. I love Chicago as a franchise. I love the fans, et cetera, et cetera. That looks like it would be a retirement thing, which makes sense. He's had some injuries. He slowed down. He's 35 years old now, but the, apparently what is, allegedly going to happen is he he's planning to just sit out this entire season and then come back the year after that at his age with this sport is taking a year off on purpose. The thing to do. I don't think so. I mean, I don't, I don't like it based off of competition mm-hmm. being if you're, cause there's nothing to replace that competition. In my mm-hmm. opinion, it, it doesn't matter what's what professional sport it is. You can't find another league that, that it, it can share the same talent and the same level of uh, competition as an NHL can or MLB can. Like, you can't find a men's league. So I don't think sitting out a year is good for him. Maybe for his body it's probably a good thing. But once once he realizes, like, oh, there's there's more to it than just sitting out. Right. And staying active is huge. I think it's just going to be like, you know what, I'm just going to retire. How do you feel? In most situations, I would agree with Pat um, that it's not a great, <laughs> great idea. Um, but he has gone through so much with medical stuff, um, non, non hockey related medical issues. So I don't know. Yeah. So I think for him in his situation, 
he's probably been dealing with so much stress, so much medical stuff that it's probably good for him to step away for, for a little bit um, and do other things and, and focus on his family, focus on his health, get better. Um, I, I know last time we seen him play hockey, wasn't his best hockey, but he could, you know, we, you know, Joe Pavelski is a guy that's out there, same age, right. similar type player, what he brings to your, your organization, uh, still being wildly successful for the stars. Um, so I, I think it might be a good move for him. Um, hopefully health wise, everything's good for him. Uh, love to see him come back. Would love to see him on a, in a Sabres uniform as a leader of a team that, you know, has cup aspirations of a guy that's been there. I just don't see from a human aspect. I just don't see someone going on a beach vacation and being like, yeah, you know so, what? so let's, let's switch this up a little so, bit. So <laughs> the only thing I'm going to compare it to my personally was I, I got my bachelor's degree. I decided I was going to take a year off of school and go get my master's. <laughs> You're still taking that time off. <laughs> yeah. Never went back. So yeah, once you, once you leave that for, for a year and you get busy with your other life, it's definitely difficult. I, to I'd say back. it worked out for you. I'm not really concerned about you, but <laughs> Um, all right, so my number two thing that I want to talk about is called Tom is a Jerk. <laughs> before before we were getting ready for the podcast, like I do every every time, I go into the bathroom here at work and I put my contacts in my eyes. I don't like wearing my glasses, especially if I have to wear headphones or anything like that. While I'm putting these contacts in, Tom came in to use the urinal, stare at his phone while he's doing that. I, per- I proceed to put in a contact and I don't know how, but... A drop of soap or something got onto my finger. So as soon as I put the contact in my eye, immediately started on fire. And I can't see. I'm blinded. I'm screaming in pain. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> what does Tom do? He just looks at me and continues to walk out of the bathroom. Didn't wash his hands, by the way. Didn't ask if I was okay. Didn't try to help. All he did was make sure he walked into the office to tell everybody else he came that my eye was on fire. He's like, Joseph and yelling. So I sat there. I rinsed my eye out a hundred times. I took my contact out. I got it clean. I put in a new one, obviously, so we could we could do this because I'm a gamer. And then I will say that eventually, before we got started, he goes, you all right over there? Like, Get out of here. Okay, no I, concern. No concern, but anything besides what was no on your initial phone. Concern. And, okay, first off, as soon as I walked out of the bathroom, I walked into the kitchen and washed my hands. <laughs> you can ask Jason Martin. He was my witness. Sure, I sure. People walked, will trust him. Yeah, I walked in there and washed my hands because that's disgusting. Okay. <laughs> Two. I had no idea what was going on. He, didn't, oh, he, he walked <laughs> right out. We made eye contact. He's like, Joe's screaming. And I, I had reason. no idea what was going on. My eye was burning from um, soap being in it. I have a thing with my eyes that I don't like watching people put contacts in. I couldn't imagine putting contacts in myself, yeah, so I didn't want to be involved. And as soon as I saw you after the moment, I did ask if you were. Yeah, right. after. So, cool. So, you could have theoretically been asking me that at my funeral. That's how concerned you were. <laughs> hey, bud, you all right? no listen, idea. Listen, I got to collapse. You had no idea. Just, no. We're going to get out of there. Because no. I, I feel weird about you. I feel weird about uh, you. No, I, you're putting your content in. You weren't dying. I, I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> yes, you did. I got an eyeball eating flesh virus or something. <laughs> or bacteria. You, I don't know. You ever heard of that yet? Unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. So, anyway, that was two. Tom is a jerk. And the last one, my, my actual final thought is I walked out of work the other day, and it was like the air was cool. It was kind of crisp. It had that like scent in the air that it gets because fall's coming. Like summer's cool, but it's been too hot and I'm kind of done with it. I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for football. I'm ready for everything that comes with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited. You know, our football league starts up on Saturday. That's usually the first step. And then we're going to get into, I mean, we have, I have a bunch of fantasy drafts I got to take care of and get done and get through. And that's really exciting. And then NFL's here. And that's the best part about fall. Um, I can't wait for it. So I'm just really excited for everything that's coming. And, uh, Summer can take a hike at this point. So I'm pretty pumped for everything else, and uh, that's about it. So we will see you next week. Uh, like I said, if you have anything to email us, you can email us at podcast at hipreallycollection.com. 
uh, we got more things coming up, coming down the pipe for you guys. So next week should be fun, and uh, every week hereafter should be fun. Because as soon as the NFL season starts, we're gonna have a hot, hot, hot more to talk about. So thank you for listening. We do appreciate you guys, and uh, that's it. See you next week. Bye.